वेलकम टू राइट फ्रेंड गीक शो एंड वी आर अ पॉडकास्ट विच मेक्स यू अवेयर ऑफ थिंग्स दैट आर गूगलेबल and in today's episode i have no idea what we're going to talk about probably shankar can help here no i can tell you right now we are going to talk about something that's googleable <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um i've had this uh, topic in my mind for the past 6 months at least like 6 months but uh, somehow it got you know pushed back and we had like some other not interesting i wouldn't say like more interesting topics but i just didn't you know feel like putting the effort to research so much so that's what happened but uh, in the uh, the topic we're going to talk about in this episode is uh, you know we're going to talk about a tribe mm-hmm. from india right yeah so uh, when i thought about doing an episode on a tribe the first tribe which came into my mind is obviously the sentinelis from sentinel islands right this these are the tribes which are uh, also considered to be um, very very hostile yeah yeah but let me confirm that we are not going to talk about them in this episode but right. we just going to you know probably I brush mean, before, around before yeah. we started uh, uh, you know recording this episode we were just having a small discussion yeah. about it uh, they are considered to be the most hostile and most they they are still considered to be in the stone age in fact right yeah. they have uh, haven't had any um external influence in 60000 years and yeah. they are very very uh against anyone going there and disturbing their peace yeah so the thing is uh, when i heard about the news like uh, in november uh, there there was this missionary named john allen chow right who went to this islands you know to convert people into christianity mm-hmm. and he got killed <laughs> so uh, in november while i was researching for the other tribe i'll tell you which tribe we are actually going to talk about it's called uh, they are called cholanaikans so they are from the silent valley you know uh, like nilampur forest Palkard, right Sil- like the, the entrance to their uh, habitat is through uh, what is that kori kod it seems calicut calicut yeah calicut yeah kori kod is actual actual name, name. so we're going to talk about them but before we get into that I, we should probably talk about the incident which made me you know take a little more time before we get like actually do an episode on cholan icons so uh, while i was researching about cholan icons uh, back in august or something uh, i had a lot of stuff you know information about them but in november before we could record the episode uh, this fellow called john allen chow got himself killed trying to you know uh, make contact with sentinelis and you know trying to convert peop- uh, the people over there to christianity so yeah, yeah. just just uh, just a, a precursor to that um, these tribes are protected by indian uh, government and nobody is allowed to visit them at all i mean some people go with special permission and all but they are, they are very hostile so i don't i th- i think people are actually banned from going anywhere close to the island yeah yeah uh, to add on to it uh, actually right now you you won't even get that special permission to go there like i think the last time someone got special permission was in 1980s or 70s so it's that bad you know they're like completely cut off with the entire world they have their own language which no one is no able to crack and uh, they live in the stone age you know mm-hmm. they they have found metal the uses of metal and all but other than that it's all primitive so uh, they are pretty much hostile and like very protective about how they live and whenever they come in contact with the outside world they are 
they they just kill people it's that's how it has been and that's the thing with our mr chao he yeah. uh, <laughs> when they are yeah basically we don't know much about them uh, other than the fact that they live in the island we don't even know the total number of uh, people in the tribe yeah. it's estimated to be somewhere around 50 to 200 people uh and nobody's seen these 50 to 200 people all together they just estimated uh, you know based on yeah, the sightings yeah the last time they took census was like by trying to like fly over the whole island and uh, they were only able to find out uh, seven people it seems like four males and uh, three females and like a few children so that's how that's how little we know about them yeah and and even when you try to fly above i think they shoot you with arrows and stuff yeah yeah there's so, a yeah one might age. think that in this age of uh, you know in this modern age when we have all this weaponry why don't we go and find out but you know somehow the government has decided to leave them on their own and not let them let them be a part of whatever they are so that the history still is alive in the current 21st century or something yeah so uh, but the tribe we are going to talk about in this episode they are like completely opposite to the sentinels they are like very peaceful and you know very welcoming and all that so um Are these tribes the tribes that we are going to talk about are, do they still exist or is they do uh, they do exist okay. they do exist Welcome to another episode of Right Run Geek Show. Uh, we are your hosts Vishnu and Shankar and in this episode we're going to talk about uh, Chola Nayakans, the tribe from Kerala. The reason I asked uh, whether they are still existing is because the word Chola is associated with India's history, right? Um, basically, basically, almost all of Tamil Nadu was Chola Kingdom, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it was Karnataka, uh, right? Mostly Ch- like Karnataka. Chola, Sheras yeah. and Pandya. I right? think I can answer uh, that question pretty easily. Like, um, uh, there are two theories concerned about like where they come from. So, uh, they... actually came from the north i mean not in the north in the sense like north india but north of kerala like from karnataka and all that so uh, there are like two reasons uh, which have been stated for them to like come down to kerala one being you know fa- uh, like flood and other uh, issues which made them you know migrate to the uh, forests in kerala and i think th- that is more of a high range area right yeah uh, yeah, yeah. they are also called balanayakans Mala means uh, oh mountains. Okay. Mala in Malayalam and I think many other South Indian languages mean mo- mountains. Yeah, so uh, that's one reason, like floods, because of floods and all, they uh, came down to uh, Kerala and they started living there. But uh, because of the dense forest and all that, they got completely cut out of you know the rest of the civilization. And the second reason given by uh, you know historians is that they were fighting against some of the other. you know dynasties or tribes or something and they were defeated and they had to like move to this new place and one theory which supports this claim is that they still have a sword okay which was used by uh, you know the soldiers back then in the tribe so they still uh, possess that sword and they give high value to it so the modern human like us we found them uh, back in 1970s think about it like 50 years back we had no idea they existed so some people they were like scavenging through the 
silent valley like uh, and uh, they came across this people just living there they had no clothes and they used all the primitive kind of uh, you know utensils and primitive kind of ways to like uh, go about uh, with their days when you say no clothes not even yes, leaves or anything? not even leaves wow think about this is 1970 1970s that i'm talking about mm. so uh, but now they wear clothes because they are uh, pretty much you know uh, civilized they, now civ- not pr- pretty much in the sense like we have kind of civilized them to like mm-hmm. uh, get them to like wear clothes and all so these guys they live in caves and they uh, are not much into cultivation because they live in the forest where they Fore- have like so foraging is the major uh, foraging and also like hunting hunting little bit but most of them are like vegetarians it seems okay. and uh, yeah the reason being uh, the culti- there there being no cultivation is because uh, there are like lot of animals which lives uh, around them like uh, elephants tigers or even you know uh wolves and deers everything you can see it seems so uh if they like try to cu- cultivate something these elephants and and all will come and you know destroy the whole thing so because of that they don't uh, they are uh, a tribe which actually does not rely on cultivation so uh they don't use fire to prolong the day oh so yeah. when sun goes down their day that's, is done that's that's it for them uh, when the sun goes down that's the day the day is done for them so these guys live in caves and uh, they don't use fire and they did not used to wear clothes back then so but what is yeah. it that they did they don't cultivate they don't wear clothes they don't sit late night so what what do they do yeah <laughs> i mean the body the reason of their let existence. me get into it so currently there are around like 190 of them who are existing in the world and uh, back in 1991 when the census were, was done there were around 350 three around like 300 350 people mm-hmm. so the number have like come numbers have like come down drastically so they are like protected by the government right now okay so uh, yeah just talking about uh, a little bit about them like how they look and all uh, it's like they are short in stature they're like 5 feet 3 or like 4 5 that's pretty much the typical height the, of an yeah. indian <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much like us okay i'm not 5 5 but i don't want to talk about my height here anyway <laughs> yeah so they are short in stature and also they have a well built body mm-hmm. they're like wheatish You know, it reminds me of Neanderthal man. They're not like that, right? Uh, no, no, no. They're not like that. Uh, Neanderthal, they have a like wider, uh, what is that, abdomen area, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? It It's not like that. Altogether. Yeah, and uh, these guys are like, I've seen some of their pictures. They're like, little bit like you know, Malayalis uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> themselves. So yeah, so yeah, they are short in stature. They have well built body, and uh, they're like Vietish in complexion. and uh, like the an- their ancestry can be traced back to like even australian natives it seems yeah, yeah. I, i you remember we discussed this in yeah. the genealogy genographic project episode that's where, why i particularly you know did the research on like right. where they came from so uh, australians are like one this thing but there is also another theory saying that they might even be like coming from the african continent everybody came from africa yeah so probably they went to australia that they like you know t- took no, a flight that's not how back. it is so uh, i think uh, what genography project says is once the exodus happened from africa hmm. to central asia then people came to the south of india there was a path which they followed through the coast of india which went all the way through uh, you know maybe burma present day thailand yeah, yeah. and literally either there was a pass uh, like a uh, something over the ocean where they went into australia or they made boats or whatever it is so along that path comes south india right like kerala and tamil nadu 
and some of the people settled there the rest of them moved on to australia so the there was a relationship it's not that they went there and came back whoever wanted left india reached, uh, reached uh, australia, australia so yeah. that's why they have a common ancestor yeah yeah that that i understood i just you know fooling around that's that's uh, yeah <clears throat> so uh, this is like one interesting thing like how people are connected with the rest of the world even the ones who have not been in touch with the uh, rest of the world for like hundreds of years and they have like a distinctive language it seems which mm-hmm. is uh, like there have been like disputes saying that maybe it's uh, derived from even malayalam uh kannada or like telugu but the thing is that uh it's not like a language which is structured under it like it's not like derived completely from it it's like a mm. separate dialect in itself it seems it can it, i i see a very rare chance of it being malayalam because malayalam is a very new language yeah it probably can be a language which is related to kannada or something yeah but the thing is it has more in common with malayalam than the rest of the languages oh. you didn't see that coming right <laughs> i know <laughs> yeah well. so so that is the thing about their language they have a distinctive language which is like you know like how we say nyan ni it's like nanu ninu that kind but of but that is also so similar in kannada right? yeah yeah but uh, so, some uh, the, the people who have heard it they have you know said that it's more related mm-hmm. to malayalam than the rest of the south indian languages okay. maybe uh, it's because they were found in like 1970s right mm-hmm. after like long time they have had yeah, that's more what i'm major saying so I, i'm just looking at uh, I, I, as you were talking i was just doing my own research on this research in the same reading just so it says that they have a basic half of them have basic knowledge of malayalam yeah yeah so that has happened after 1970s so yeah. uh maybe the more malayalam influence came after we actually found them out probably probably and also it says that traditionally they resided forest strangers near nilambur which yeah, is yeah, more yeah. close to malappuram right yeah yeah that's why i said i've are... been to nilambur and i never knew about these things yeah you you are not supposed to like even know about it <laughs> they are like protected by the government so like uh, like some 20 kilometers from their area right you're not supposed to enter it seems oh yeah so they they can be accessed through like kodi code some area from kodi code calicut uh, that's how they are accessed and because of government protection the thing is that every wednesday right mm-hmm. uh, at noon the government like some people from the government they go there with some provisions like some 10 kilometers away from their settlement right. and they provide it to these guys and the best part is these guys don't know how to use clocks oh okay so they they figure out time using sunlight Like the, sh- the shadows sorry shadows yeah i okay. think we discussed this in one of our previous episode where in our mom's native also they yeah, yeah. do the same thing which episode was that i don't time. remember time yeah we yeah time do... keep oh. oh yeah clocks and watches and something yeah we did an episode on time keeping yeah history of time keeping yeah. yeah so these guys use shadows to figure out time and the best part is that every wednesday they are there at noon exactly at so that time so that's the very amazing thing right how do they know it is wednesday first of all i have no idea someone is keeping a track of something somewhere i mean yeah you can look at the shadows and maybe understand that it's 12 o'clock but there is there should be a way of uh, calculating days as well so yeah. they they are looking at the recurring pattern maybe after yeah, yeah. these many times the sun comes up when the next time the sun comes up by the time the sun reaches here these people are going to come uh, and give us but stuff. and they don't have much idea about uh, seasons also so i don't know how it adds up they, you don't need much idea of about seasons in kerala because it's basically the same yeah, <laughs> same climate throughout the yeah, year except for a few months during december and january that's true that's true and uh, and these guys worshiping like they don't have like 
normal gods like hindus and all that like mm-hmm. who most of the people worship there so they think of you know they have a they have the spiritual idea about you know the whole world nature being yeah nature god being the stuff. god and all that so they worship trees Ooh, and this reminds me of game of thrones this reminds me of avatar Oh uh, yeah that's more relatable actually yeah. yes so they worship trees and they have like st- uh, stones carved into different shapes like you know tiger and all those things so they have like sp- a particular you know faith which is like completely different from the rest of the world and uh, they are into like animism like which is uh, which is uh, you know something like you know they find everything like spiritual they mm-hmm. find something spiritual behind everything and uh as i said uh, they are like completely different from uh, sentinelis they are like very welcoming uh in the sense they are not ready to like mingle with the rest of the world but they are fine with us being there you know what this brings to my mind mm-hmm. right now it just came in a flash have you seen a movie called the village by manoj night shyamalan i have not watched the whole thing but i i know what the i don't know whether I, anyway it's an old movie it's not but if you have not watched i'll probably not um spoil it, spoil for, it for you but you uh, i feel that is one of the best movies that he's made actually hmm. uh, the story is somewhat similar um, i cannot say anything more than that but but if you have not watched please go and watch they it. finally figure out there is a <laughs> rest of the world outside right yeah, yeah that, that's I how know, it I is know. it's like people it's 1800s or something huh. and there are people living in this village it's but oh, it's, it's actually 19, uh, yeah it's 1700s or 1600 something like that it's very ancient uh, medieval time kind of a thing and the entire village uh, sorry for spoiling this now i have no other option so entire if you don't want to know more just stop here and just move forward a little bit so the entire village is living in some 1600s or 1500s right and for further in the forest there are some creatures nobody knows what it is right um and some time i don't remember exactly but there are some times when they come into the village then these people go and hide themselves uh under the cellar and all that one person gets injured in a fight or something and uh, i think a girl who's blind she goes through the forest to find some help or medicine for this guy right and you are supposed to wear uh, yellow color and you're not supposed to wear red something like that because that attracts these uh, and these so called animals beings. or beings who are within the forest it's it revolves something like that and the final revelation is like unbelievably amazing let's just leave it at that yeah. because i've seen the scene yes yeah, so, <laughs> yeah so that's how it is isn't so, it, it breeze dallas howard in that movie like ron howard's daughter i have no idea i think that she's the one because when i was watching that movie, movie i didn't even know any, I, i didn't have any idea about who was uh, who's who was acting who? yeah okay yeah so uh, it's probably like that they don't they are happy with what they have every year there is this uh, time when they uh, like f- around like 50 people 50 uh, cholanaikans are like taken from their habitat to the modern world like they take them to the korikod museum and all that just to you know give them a gl- glimpse of what's happening mm-hmm. so this is a, a thing which has been happening for like some years and it, i think the last time it happened was in 2016 okay so you come across a lot of a lot of things uh, in a museum and you know other, other kind of places right? they even put out magic shows and all that but these guys were like not amazed mm. and uh, like there are like pictures of like one elder person and a baby like 
looking through kaleidoscope mm-hmm. and they're like ah this looks good that's all their reaction to all this uh, new <laughs> technology and it's like very you know it's not that interesting it's underwhelming know? for them it's I, very I think, underwhelming i think it's because of their uh, their basic uh principle or their basic understanding of the nature is that everything is magical kind of a thing right i mean um so even if you show them something that we believe is unbelievable kind of a thing for them it doesn't make a yeah. difference for them everything is possible right yeah so that that takes the interest out of them so uh talking about how they live as a family the women are supposed to take care of everything you know household like cleaning cooking and all those other pro- processes so basically they form uh, they follow a patriarchal life and the men are the ones who are the decision makers and um so out of the 190 odd people who are there in that tribe they have like around like 56 families and which uh, consists of you know mom dad uh, kids and you have like uh, grandparents if they are still alive so basically most of them have like three people in a family and coming to wedding this is going to piss off a lot of people the men can choose their bride and mostly the uh, weddings happen when the girl is like around like 11 or 12 it seems and uh, the families you know they come together and decide wh- who should marry whom and all that and if a guy likes a girl he can actually abduct the girl and do stuff wow and then if they are ready to you know live together then they are considered to be married so it's a weird process yeah so anyone who is uh, you know who is having their blood boil at this point what one thing you need to consider is that i think many of the human ancestors were like this maybe thousands of years ago right and the only difference is that these people have not progressed from there and they have not been um, civilized yet so yeah just keep that in mind <laughs> yeah because it came as a shock to me like still such kind of thing happening then i thought about okay these guys you know didn't used to wear clothes they have no notion of moral yeah. uh, values right i mean they don't know what is right what at least is. maybe like their moral values are like pointing somewhere somewhere else that's yeah. all yeah so that's how their uh, family and you know marriage thing works and they have like this moopan kind of concept like you know villages sarpanch. have like village the sarpanch head. what is it called village in english head. village head and all that so uh, they have most of the power and they'll be the one who will be deciding what uh, you know if a dispute but, or something uh, but if you look people. at it <laughs> guys don't have much choice right there are just 191 people yeah how many uh men and women might be at at the age of getting married and stuff i know i know it's like very weird and the thing is that if a girl refuses mm-hmm. a proposal then it's very difficult for her her to get married it seems like they she'll be considered to be you know someone not to be right part of it and uh they don't follow monogamy no it's polygamy for them. yeah a uh, uh, man can have like around like three wives if he can take care of them it seems i mean like already the population is less i i don't know how they're going to do yeah. that yeah so uh, and a dowry system exists but it's like uh, it's given fruits uh, and vegetables i am not sure what it is once when they're getting married and also like if the husband dies right mm-hmm. uh the husband's family brother, should give back the brother dowry. yeah brother should like give back some dowry and you know that kind of a system prevails there oh yeah so, so it's like an investment yourself yeah it's like a, it's like an investment probably insurance like a, policy 
life insurance <laughs> yeah husband's life insurance yeah. you know the wife gets it back yeah so that kind of a system prevails and uh, literacy they have only like 13 to 16 percent literacy i am not surprised yeah and uh, before getting into that uh, the government they actually try to like give them proper shelter like build houses and uh, give them a proper place to live but uh, they constructed around like 30 homes and provided it to them but uh, they were not really interested they did move to that place but uh, within like a few months or like years around 28 of these 30 houses were empty they went back to the <laughs> caves. Their caves yeah <laughs> oh, so they're like superly not interested See, in that, you know so that say something about what makes you happy in life right i mean um it's not mo- always what is comfortable for us is it need not be the thing that is comfortable for someone else yeah and uh, th- uh, they are just happy with what they have also uh, one major thing i want to tell you is that they don't know how to they, they don't know anything about fermentation so no drinks no alcohol but the thing is they were introduced to like local liquor and all that and now these people are like some of them are like kind of addicted to it so so do they get that in the ration which they don't they don't you know they're like people who illegally go there and take pictures you know mostly like photographers and all that and then like they bribe these people with liquor and all those kind of thing and these guys love money it seems but what will they do i don't know that's what i was wondering like uh what like whenever they this government people they go uh, go meet them to give them the rations right they trade you know bamboo made pots and all those kind of stuff to these guys and they pay money for that so i I have no idea how they work around with money but they like money a lot it seems money and liquor is something they like so uh, so what i'm trying to say is that once we came to know that these guys exist we have kind of you know uh made it worse for them right you have made it into a normal human being who likes money and liquor yeah and uh, getting back to the literacy part they have like around 13 to 16 percent of literacy and there is a they have there is one uh, small school setup you know primary school setup uh, in the locality and uh, the trend which is seen is that within the first year uh, most of the people most of the students they drop out they are like <laughs> kind of not interested in uh, studying but there still is this one person. I forgot his name. I think he's Vinod. Vinod. Yeah, Vinod. He he graduated. He, I've read about him in like two articles. One place it said that he did he completed MA and he wants to be a civil service uh, oh. person. And another place it's written like MCOM or something. So I'm not sure which okay, it degree is he co- com- it's, completed. It's some masters. He did some masters and he want to be in uh, I uh, get into like civil service. So that's like out of this 190 people only one person is, is a graduate. And uh, another person he, he works as a forest security or something. This is the guy who actually helps people who are like going there with legal uh, this thing to like go there and visit people and all that. So uh, one major thing uh, about them is that we don't know how old these people are. I mean, they don't have a me- uh, means of like measuring age. They don't have that concept of, you know, uh, how age works. And this forest uh, officer, he said that he's like 34, 35. But we kind of don't have any idea like if he's like that, uh, uh, like that older, like even older. 
so uh yeah coming to literacy that's the thing they are like not really interested in literacy except this guy who uh did uh, masters and he he's like he aims to like get more people into uh education and you know try to uh get them all educated so uh while reading about this i came across this interesting article okay which stated that uh there are like lot of illegal stuff happening uh with these guys like uh, people from the civilization they go there to exploit them mm-hmm. so i i told you like they bribe uh, the people uh, using liquor or like cash to click pictures and all that but there is another side to it uh, this thing that uh, some of the women are affected with stds so uh, coming in contact with the civilization for these guys have actually not really worked out well even though uh, they need help because uh, they can't survive alone because they don't cultivate and hunting is not that easy so uh, which makes it a tricky situation for even the government because uh, even though when the government gives people like permissions to go there they are still exploiting these people and uh, the some of the men are like as i said addicted to liquor and uh, some women have stds so that's just the reality of the situation so i think uh, it's better to leave those underman guys also alone yeah yeah yeah, yeah. underman guys i think they the only thing uh, which civilized the so called civilized human provided that they liked is aluminum plates it seems to whom? they still use it like back in the days like uh, to whom and um, underman guys yeah underman guys underman guys they still use the aluminum plates which were given to them years back yeah so i think that's pretty much it uh, talking about cholan icons uh, it's better that we don't go there and like mess up their life let's just anyway i mean it, it, nature will take its course we are nobody to decide whether to yeah. do it or not so yeah they need help but they don't need, need too much help <laughs>